You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, I found my new favorite spot in Buffalo. Right? Like you walk in and it's so sick. It's the first thing that I said as soon as I walked in. Driving up, I was like, okay, let me, I'm, I'm approaching it. Like the blue line's coming to an end. And then I'm looking around and I'm like, that has to be it. Thanks, fellas. It's amazing. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is sweet. So do you want to introduce yourself um, if you have a title per se? I'm Brian. Yeah. Chef owner, Black Iron Bistro, uh, now in Kenmore. So we had a we had a location in Blaisdell for uh, about nine years, and uh, during the pandemic, a lot of changes happened. Uh, I live up this way, so I wanted to be closer to home, and um, I landed here. That's a power move. How did that work? We were just like, I'm sick of the 16, 20 minute drive in winter, and I'm just gonna find a place that fits. Probably longer than that, right? Uh, no, it was no, he was spot on about 20 oh, yeah? minutes, like 20 minutes to everywhere. That's true. Buffalo. Good point. So took me um, 30 minutes to get here today, but you know, it was a group effort, uh, between, uh, I mean, my father helped me, uh, with a lot of different, uh, the moves mm-hmm. and the logistics in obtaining this building, which he did. Um, and just the transition. I mean, it was a family effort. Um, it's a group effort. Mm-hmm. And, Let's see. I mean, there's a ton of different factors as to why. So, yeah, one is the travel. Um, two is I kind of downsized a little bit, uh, a little slightly different model than my previous place. Sure. Um, so I needed to be, like, close <clears throat> to home. I needed to be, like, right around the corner because I didn't have, like, I wasn't going to have, like, more. Uh, even though I had a small crew at my last spot, you know, I'm gonna, I have less people now, you know. So, and the approach wasn't even about having other people around. It was about like building a spot that I could run essentially by myself with like another person, you know, just a place to host mm-hmm. people and host events. And uh, yeah, and that's what we're doing. So when did you start that place in Hamburg? So I started that in 2014. Okay. What were you doing before? Yeah. What's your story? Where'd you come from? Did you go to school for culinary? 
where you live. All right, easy. Let him answer the first question. <laughs> Buffalo. Born, raised, and I kind of bounced around a bunch, so I spent like the first uh, 10 to 12, 12 years cooking in the kitchen, uh, Kayla's kitchen in Derby. Sure. Um, did a lot of catering, um, a, major- a, a ton of catering, and uh, ran a diner, and then ran mm-hmm. another like satellite diner down the road from there. Um, and that's where I, you know, cut my teeth working with a couple, uh, actually there, a lot of people came from that location mm-hmm. that went, I mean, there's, you know, one of the head guys at Delaware North was from Kayla's, uh, culinary instructor out in Medina came from Kayla's, wow. uh, another business owner, caterer, you know, well, well known in the area. Um, why do you think that is? Just, uh, we're all taught like great fundamentals. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Sure. And everyone that worked there was like, they, we're all grinders and, um, yeah. So it's just the environment of that place that kind of cultivated that mindset. Absolutely. That's yeah. sweet. That's good, really cool. Good fundamentals, uh, like real, real Buffalo, you know, blue collar kind of, you know, like I said, grinders, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, that breeds success after a while if you stick to it and. I think the record shows with a lot of people in the restaurant industry, most people end up sticking to it, whether they drag their feet through the process or they grind their way through. Sure. And the grinders, you know, are now the influencers. So how did that roll into, you you said your model changed. So what was it and then what is it now? Mm. For those that have never been to either establishment. Well, there was like one step in between. So right before I opened um, uh, the the bistro in uh, Blaisdell. I worked at uh, a cocktail bar in Buffalo, probably like the first cocktail bar that was doing like, you know, uh, off the cuff um, of, of the classics, uh, Vera Pizzeria. Oh, yeah. So um, I was there like the first so like three years that they were opened. Um, and I saw like, so then my mindset changed about what I was going to do because, you know, the place I was going to open was going to be more long lines of like soup, sandwiches, coffee, beer, wine. Um, and then my mindset changed. I saw a whole different culture, saw a different demographic. Um, and I went for more cocktails, cocktail oriented cuisine, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I did that in Blaisdell and, you know, just like any, I guess, typical bar restaurant, you know, we have, you know, bar service. Mm-hmm. Restaurant service, open late-ish kind of thing. Um, and then fast forward to now, um, so still has obviously like my flair, um, but it's, uh, it's a different program because what I do now is like, it's more like catering. It's prefixed dinners. Yeah. So people come, it's called, I call it unknown dinner club or dinner club or prefixed dinners, whatever you want to call it. The unknown dinner club thing is, is my kind of you know, catch on it because um, there's no like posting what the menu's going to be, so people just kind of show up and it's unknown as to what we're going to have. Do now, people post like their allergies or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's um, in the portal for reservations, you know, you're, they're prompted to to let me know about any dietary restrictions, allergies, all that stuff. And by all means, someone could just, you know lie and tell me, you know, I don't, 
you know, I'm allergic to onions. Sure. Yeah. And I won't put onions on your food. <laughs> that's an interesting concept, though, because, I mean, I'm sure from your standpoint, that's more fun to be creative that way, right? And, like, what's, what's the feedback that you get from a customer that you just bring out a food and you're like, this is what we're eating tonight. Have fun. Well, I think it's a circular situation. So I think that, um, you know, the uh, I'm fortunate enough where people, uh, a good majority of people have given me uh, the license to do what I want mm-hmm. and they trust me. And um, the reciprocation there is that they walk away with a great experience. So, I mean, it's just, it's worked out up to this point. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that changing. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I also have, I also have been, you know, cooking for people, you know, under my name mm-hmm. for, you know, nine years. And I built a clientele. So I'd like to think that, you know, I built enough of a reputation where people can stick their feet in. You know, sure. it's not like a total, like, who's this guy? You know, I've kind of been around. And they can look back at a history of the t- type of food that I make, whatever you want to consider that, I'm not quite sure. It's somewhere between, you know, a Mediterranean, Middle Eastern twist. And, of course, there's always, like, flavors that, like, pop out, like Southeast Asian, mm. you know, ingredients and things like that. But for the most part... Um, pretty typically Mediterranean meats, Middle Eastern. Yeah. Do you, with that whole process, the dinner club, does it come with an option for a drink? Are, are you doing any pairings when it comes to that or no? Yeah, of course. I'm so sorry. Uh, so you're going to apologize. You're right. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw you, man. <laughs> so the prefix is, uh, there's a pairing with the prefix. Hmm. So, um, four courses with beverages, hundred dollars a head. Um, that's the bag. That's so cool. And then there's, uh, we've had a huge, um, uh, influx of people that, that, that don't drink. And I totally respect that. I really don't drink that much anymore Mm -hmm. myself. Um, and so, you know, we have a myriad of it, depending on what I'm cooking, you know, the bar staff, um, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll make some mocktails and pair it properly. Uh, so it's definitely, and they're definitely not throwaways. You know, it's not like, well, for one, I just don't have um, products like Coke or Pepsi. Sure. You know, I just don't, we don't have those things. So we have to create those things anyway for someone that's drinking a non-alcoholic beverage. Yeah, because you're not really coming here to grab a, can I get chicken and a Pepsi? Like, that's not what you're coming here for. That's right, yeah. It's just like, you know, uh, same goes with beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some delicious beers that I can get behind for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have a ton of beer. Um, that's just because, you know, that's just, uh, that's kind of like the whole motif here is like, you're coming here for this, you know, there's something else. I mean, like I have a lot of neighbors that have those things, you know, in this area in particular, yeah. you know, so it's. Yeah. I mean, this stretch of Delaware is almost insane it's growing very quickly it is and i like it it's shoulder to shoulder of restaurants and options and there's like beer places everywhere i mean kenmore has just exploded with food options and most people don't even know of it yet because they're still fixated on like the boom and hurdle or what's happening on elmwood and it's just like yeah rightfully so too but yeah yeah, but it's like guys delaware is booming it's wild but the the cool thing about what you're doing is it lets you control their experience because if you offer Mm -hmm 
like regular off the shelf like Coke or Labatt or something like that, not sponsored. But if you offer stuff like that, then they're going to gravitate towards that because they don't know they've never had a Scotch Ale before. But you're sitting here and you're going to be like, this is the dish that we're going to have. It goes well with this. And quite frankly, you don't really have that many other options because I want you to try something new. I want you to experience this with me. And to me, that's sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things that like really like uh, takes me back to my roots, um, Vincent Kayla will tell you uh, to run it dry. And, <laughs> you know, I bring product in, product goes out, it goes into the bellies and the mouths. And the next week I get to bring in all new products. Yeah. So walk us through a week here. What, what, what does that look like? Yeah. How does that work with prep in the back, especially because of how this whole business model is? Yeah. So uh, so we're open Wednesday through Saturday. So that gives me three days to get it together. Mm-hmm. So Sunday is for me, my mind, my body. And Monday I hit the books. You know, I typically will already have uh, an idea as to what direction I'm going to go, whether I'm going to uh, ride the coattails of the week before um, or uh, just tweak it a little and tweak it a little bit or if I'm going to just change it up altogether. So that's like my Monday is my, my research um, Tuesday, I have to, I have to place orders and, and search for products, what's available. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where it's all, it's all about like, uh, you know, a lot, most, a lot of times locally sourced, but for the most part, it's just responsibly sourced. Sure. Right. So, um, that's I'm, huge. I'm not going to like force a situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As much as I'd love to have whatever is hot in season at the moment, if it's not accessible to me on Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, I'm not going to force a situation. Sure. We'll live to die another day on that one. <laughs> get it next week, whatever. My menu changes every week, so whatever. Sure. So when somebody is looking to come here for a reservation, when when do they know about the menu? Is it Tuesday? No, they know about it when they sit when 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 the food hits oh, that's right. the table. Mhm. Yeah, so they don't know. That's so cool. I do post, um, so I have a bar. I have bar offerings, like basically small plates. And um, and th- those, again, those are not throwaways. They're all like, you know, something that I want to get behind and, and, and be the face of the place. Um, so those, that bar menu um, and those small plates, I post that at the beginning of the week. And that's and you know that's on the website posted mm-hmm. clearly with the cocktail menu. Those change too. Yeah, and those change too. Yeah. Wow. Dude, so, but I mean, not. I mean, I wouldn't say like I. I for the most part, like you know, I've been open here for uh, about four weeks now, and you know, it's just been tweaked a little bit here and there. Sure. Basically, pork belly's been on the menu mm-hmm. every day. Hummus has been on the menu every day. Um, just the prep for those those items has changed. Yeah, because you're you're doing your back end prep, uh, like food prep, all Tuesday, in lieu of Wednesday, right? And then Wednesday you're doing it for Thursday. Um, like how many people do you have? I'm fascinated by this whole setup. <laughs> so yeah, it's just um, I have I have a sous chef. Okay. Uh, myself. Mm-hmm. I have a bar manager, and I have um, a floor manager slash wine curator. Right, and he handles a majority of just the organization, the general, like mm. general management, um, and we're very much a circular team. So, 
the front of house will often be in the back asking what they could do if they're, you know, sure. all wrapped up and vice versa. We're, you know, helping make tinctures and, you know, syrups and whatnot for the bar. And how many total people um, say like you're, there's no more reservations, full house. How many people can you seat for dinner on a Wednesday night? Uh, so it's a, the, the, the room sits comfortably, like, depending on the, the size of those parties, mm-hmm. between 16 and uh, 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very intimate setting. Yeah. Yeah, if but it's still a lot of food. Yeah, if you can't get it from the camera angle. Like, this is a very loungy, intimate setting, which that's clearly what you're going for. Absolutely. You, yeah. yeah. So if, if someone's walking down Delaware and they pass a bar or something like that are they can they come in here and come for a drink or is this reservation only oh no certainly yeah no so the door is always open so um there it it is tight and you know uh, people just learn uh just like any place people learn the habits of of an establishment Mm -hmm. so you know uh, rookie move you know let's just pop into a place at seven o'clock you know if it's a small place and you might have a hard time sure you might not but you but you know you learn. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's very open to just walk in, and we have, like I said, so we have a bar that seats about nine to ten people. That's open to just walk in. Mm-hmm. We have a bar menu, plenty of cocktails and wine, um, and then we have a dining room that seats. You know, it has like eight tables, and it seats between sixteen and eighteen people. Like mm-hmm. I said, now if one of those tables is vacant during one of my services. I will certainly use that for any walk-ins that can't fit at the bar. They can certainly sit in the dining area, which is like a lounge, essentially. But you're not able to have one of your dinners, right? Because you probably prep for the reservations. Yeah, I I, I prep for, you know, like, I mean, we've even tweaked that slightly as, as, as the model has, has lived. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I've taken reservations, you know, 10 minutes before the sure. start. That's not a problem, typically. Yeah. So are, are people, when they make a reservation, are they prompted to pay at that time for this whole business model of you're coming in, you're reserving a spot that I'm literally cooking for you? Do they have to pay beforehand? No, it's free reservation. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're going by the honor system mm-hmm. with that. So when I, I started this concept, um, you know, shortly after um, uh, we were allowed to reopen from the pandemic, um, it was just kind of like myself and uh, one, sometimes two of my older employees and from my, from my past establishment, um, where basically that's what I started doing. I was like, well, I, you know, a lot of places were closing because, you know, they had a hard time hiring mm-hmm. people. And I just thought outside of that realm instead of trying to, you know, force people to come to work. I'm just, well, I'm going to work. So, sure. and here's what I could do, you know. So I just started booking, you know, dinners. Like I was doing pop-ups at my own restaurant. So I was, my restaurant was essentially closed in Blaisdell, but I was doing pop-ups in my own building. Oh, okay. Because I could do that, you know, I was I was allowed to do that. Sure. I had I have licenses to serve and all that. So 
and I can cook and I can serve and cook for, you know, around 15, 16 people. That's not, that's not an issue, especially if I have someone helping me sling drinks. Sure. No issues. That's amazing. So I did that and that was a prepaid experience and I was just invoicing people and it was all like, you know, uh, premeditated, you know, so like I'm having a dinner on this date and, you know, um, people would sign up. And I, that changed a couple times what I would do, whether I would advertise the meal. I stopped advertising the meals because, quite frankly, some people would just, they would go, I was like, all right, I'm going to post what I'm going to cook for this week on Monday. And then people would go on Monday and they would look and they go, mm, well, maybe next week. Sure. Because there's the one thing I'm just not sure about. But I've never fed mm -hmm. anyone anything that they didn't like. And there's been quite a few people that have tried things that they normally certainly would not order. Um, that I've kind of flipped them on that situation. Um, that being said, I certainly don't like, I'm not sticking uh, head cheese or escargot in front of everyone here. Um, I love um, these things, but I wouldn't um, assume that sure. everyone's going to because I made it. Right, yeah. No, that, that ain't gonna fly. You know what I mean? So there is a bridge, you know what I mean? There is a bridge to create for these folks. That's a really cool name to build your repu your personal reputation. I know that that's not like, there's no selfishness behind it, but that's a cool way for you to build your reputation, to be like, listen, you're gonna come here, you're gonna trust me with your food, your drink, your experience, and you're gonna have a good time. It's yeah. just really sweet. Well, you know, and uh, again, I can certainly fall back on the fact that I know that I'm not gonna serve something that someone's gonna, oh, hell no, sure. you know? So I definitely like, and I've experienced some of that even, um, where I thought that, you know, it's okay still, like um, whether it's, uh, typically it's with like uh, fish, like crudo, like, mm -hmm. uh, like raw fish. Um, there's just some people that just can't get over the, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, typically. Texture. Typically it's the texture. Yeah. 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 And, so, and that's, so I've just, you know, I, it's not that like I've given up, but now with the room that I have, the model that I have all together. So I have two businesses in one, essentially. Mm -hmm. I have that. And I can still do crudo. It's on the bar menu. Sure. I still do, you know, things like that. Um, and then people can peep over there. And I've had plenty of customers that have gone through the whole dinner experience and hung out for drinks after and had one of those a little bit more off the wall mm -hmm. small plates from the bar. That's sweet. What was this place before? This place? Mm -hmm. This place what? You mean right before? Yeah, like right before. Like when you came in, what, what did you have to do to make this yeah, your home? because there's no way it looked like this. Yeah, no. I was just uh, just gutted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we had to gut it. So it was like originally this, well, not originally, but like, you know, at one point this was like the first Holsters. No kidding. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So there was like, I know all the time. I know. I love and then a local fella ran a deli out of here shortly after they left or whatever. Okay. I'm not even sure of the story, but I know there was another deli mm. under another name here. Um, and you know, there was just a gigantic, this basically this whole space was, um, a cooler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Huge, huge walk-in cooler, walk-in freezer behind that. Cause holsters is still in Hamburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, uh, on camp. Camp, yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right by Fuller's Chocolates. 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. pl- I mean, they got every. I could talk for days. So that's sweet. So this whole place was gutted. So we'll stay focused on you. Um, so this whole place was gutted. And then obviously black is a the theme, which I'm obsessed with, like the modern black, uh, clean, straight line look. I'm upset. My wife is not. She can get over it because this is amazing. <laughs> and when she comes here, she'll be like, I can see it now. So let me just say, th- it was like a very scary thought to put black on a wall. Really? Yeah. Of, of, of like everything black. You're just going to paint everything black. I was like, you know. Yeah, but it's amazing. The, 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 you're always taught that it's, um, you know. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well, that's going to close it in. You know, but it really didn't. It did the opposite. It's, yeah. And that's partially because it's everything. And right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's free-flowing. You still got, you know, the the industrial HVAC showing for that extra touch of vibe, but which is, like, oddly just okayed by everybody yeah. now. Like, yeah. no matter what the industry is, it's like, that's a thing. Like, whatever. But what's up with the animals? So have, has anybody made a comment yet? Yeah. Of course. Other than me, because obviously yeah, I course. hunt, but yeah. that's different. But well, is everyone asked me, do you hunt? And I said, no. Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't I don't hunt gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> what, so what's the story behind what we have? Like, what are the animals that are here? Well, that guy, that's sexy. That's a gazelle. I mean, look at that thing. Right. I, I agree. Oh, Ace Ventura would say otherwise, but I agree. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so no, no. And I, and lovely I, room I, of I, death. <laughs> that being said, I didn't do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm honoring no that, that's really cool it is i mean they're gorgeous animals even the the wild boar looks good honestly because there's some of them are just gnarly looking oh sure they're not appealing at all no and he's you know yeah he's gnarly yeah it's a good looking pumba but he's not you know he's not like terrifying that's that's for sure no not at all and I mean, was there was that it i thought there was a third somewhere there is you just don't you don't see it there's a skull up there is that what you're talking about oh yeah there's a ram skull <laughs> up there that was from a good friend of mine who's actually opening a cocktail bar next door. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Uh, Nowhere Lounge, um, my buddy Jason Wood. I thought Josh Allen dropped that off for you for what we did to them in week one. I know. Well, <laughs> hey, doggy. <laughs> Go Bills. Go yeah, Bills. Right. There's another, there's, a, there's the deer from my, old, from my old spot that I had. He's buried because I didn't, um, Bruce Hornsby. I didn't. Uh, you named him? Yeah. Or do these have names? Bruce Hornsby. Uh, we haven't settled on the names for these guys yet. I think we got uh, Gazelle Maxwell. Nice. Um, Bruce Hornsby <laughs> is, is in storage at the moment, but he'll make an appearance, I'm sure, at some point. I love this. Um, and I don't know about the, uh, I don't know about the Oinker. Oinker. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome spot. Thanks, man. So what, what, the, the reason to bring these in here is just like that aesthetic touch. It's just, yeah, it's, it's that mis- the mystique. Yeah. It's different, too. Yeah. I don't know anybody else that's done this in Buffalo. You know, you. I learned from my last spot, you know, like, uh, less is more, mm-hmm. you know, and I just didn't want to clutter the place, but I want, but the, but you, you can't have bare walls, and you want to make a statement. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, what is the statement? I don't, 
it doesn't does that matter right I mean, it's whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. fair it's whatever the viewer you know yeah um, so when you were starting to open this place were, was there any reservation on your end like were you nervous that people weren't going to grasp onto this concept <clears throat> no because and partially because i was already doing it sure so for about a year and a half two years almost i was doing this on a pop-up basis at my old location which which then transitioned into basically like a private chef situation where once you know i was trying to close up i was doing the transition i was gutting this place slowly packing stuff up at the other place still operating kind of Mm -hmm. and then i started just focusing on going to people and then just going to people's homes and cooking for them there and doing the same exact experience at people's homes i mean they people hire a private chef i mean um i didn't have it myself but again that's kind of based on the clientele that i've built sure um people didn't expect they didn't call brian up to be like you know hey can you make me i don't know whatever what's the chicken parm chicken and ham thing well, the cordon bleu, yeah, chicken cordon bleu is what you're talking about. You like that? The chef yeah. is like, yeah, what's right. the chicken and ham thing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's not on the menu, folks. Sorry to disappoint. Um, so where did the name come from, Black Iron Bistro? A good friend of mine. One of my, one of my best friends. Um, my buddy John Snexer. Um, Shout we, out. Yeah, of course. Um, great artist and human and teacher. Um I had, uh, I originally had another name. Um, this is before I opened my first location and um, my corporate name is Rust Belt Bistro mm. Incorporated. And another place opened up down the road in Blaisdell called The Rust Belt um, without knowing obviously that there was another place in the area. I went to them, was like, hey man, I, you know, here's my, here's my card. Sure. They're like, well, here's our, liquor license right yeah sorry (laughs) it was like all right um you know i whatever i basically long story short kind of i wanted to pick i had to pick a different name Mm -hmm. because i wasn't going to try to force the situation um so uh laying i think it was just laying on the floor at the old place i built these chandeliers out of black iron out of you know gas line sure so i have all these chandeliers hanging in that building built out of black iron so you know was looking thinking of names bistro bistro use the address bistro 3067 bistro whatever and then you know john's like what about black iron you know black iron bistro so the, and then it just right immediately was like yeah that's it yeah the environment yeah. fit the name it did yeah yeah and then so from there i just kind of you know and that's that's the brand right so once you create a brand you just go on where the story takes you mm-hmm. You know, and there it was a very like industrial looking um, setup and it which which was, you know, the marriage was well for Mm -hmm. the uh, for the area, you know, as far as the brand, you know, Black Iron Bistro in Blaisdell, an old railroad railroad town, Mm -hmm. you know, very blue collar, Mm -hmm. the beginning of industry in Buffalo. So, you know, you just create those narratives. And then, you know, just move the narrative along. Sure. How did you source everything in here? I mean, these chairs are, like, ridiculously comfortable. (laughs) But, like, where do you find these pieces? The internet. Just where everything comes from now. (laughs) 
that's fair. Wild. Yeah, but like other like connections that you have with certain people in the area that have like helped you with certain things, like so the dude that that create that built uh, the the banquet here, this huge wraparound banquet mm-hmm. that. These chairs look look very similar to, so basically I was looking for something that matched that. So the guy that built these brilliant uh, company, it's a local company called uh, Jay's Furniture, and I didn't know about them. A lot of people don't know about them. I think they build most of their furniture for like casinos in Vegas and hmm. shit. So wow, they ship out. They basically are shipping stuff out most of the time. That's amazing. Freight, um, and I walked in the place. I mean, it's, it's huge production and uh, very cool and it's literally like right down the street here so oh, that's cool anyway uh the owner there super savvy dude and you know i basically just told him what i was looking for so obviously these are like easy peasy things for him to put together um, the thing that i thought was really unique about the process was i got to kind of pick how it felt and so this is like there's like a marriage here of like uh um you know you need to like be sitting at a table to eat so you need that yeah but i wanted a lounge and the lounge banquets that they create are like you know too too much of a slump mm-hmm. and it would be uncomfortable to eat and he was able to basically go in between that so it's really cool so you could so you're very comfortable eating here you're like you know it's a very extremely comfortable seat and then after dinner you don't feel like you know you get that thing where you're like all right we gotta we gotta go we sure. gotta move you could definitely fall asleep. Did you ever, you said he's savvy and you mm-hmm. know, you've reached a certain level of like just tier of human being within their field when you talk to him and he's just like, got it. Yeah. And that's all they respond with. And you're like, what? And then all of a sudden it like just materializes and it's dead on. And you're <laughs> like, how did you know? And he's like, dude, I got you. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've, I, I get it. Yeah. It's like, you're talking to me like I'm, I have an IQ of seven. And you're just light years ahead of where I am right now. Like, that's just unbelievable to deal with. And it's really cool that he's local. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, I was very, and he knocked it out of the park. I felt super fortunate to Mm -hmm. be part of the whole thing. Yeah. His process. Yeah. I mean, I remember walking through his warehouse and he was talking to me about what they were working on for me. And in between, in between, he would stop to talk to someone and show them how to like staple something a little bit more properly than they were and you know he was giving people like direction so he's like constantly multitasking wow and, like it was it was it was really cool it's very special did you want to open your location on delaware or did this place just kind of come up and you're like that looks right this was uh this was a location that was uh suggested to me by my father hmm. who um you know again over the pandemic and what was happening in our industry and stuff. I kept that dialogue open with him. Very fortunate to have him and my, you know, the support mm-hmm. of him, my parents in uh, in my life. And so I'd always go to him and just kind of vent about how things are going, good, bad, what I, you know, throw stupid, you know, off the cuff dreams, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what I thought I wanted to do. I wanted a smaller place so I could continue doing this little, this like prefix dinner thing. I think that that's something that I can, I can get behind. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the chef in a restaurant that was typical Mm -hmm. um, or even typical for me anymore. 
and um, and I didn't want to I didn't want to manage the restaurant. I didn't want to do anything, but I wanted to do this. This is what I wanted to cook in and manage and do. Um, so I was looking for a smaller place, and I was throwing some pretty. Uh, I guess looking back, you know, pretty funky ideas, and he was just kind of like, um, "Well, why don't you check out?" Uh, he just gave me an address, mm-hmm. wrote it down. Me. He's like, check this out. I, I looked at it. I was looking. I was thinking about it for something. Uh, but if it's something that you'd be interested in, you know, you know. So I, I have a good landlord. That's sweet. That's yeah. amazing. Did you bring your kitchen equipment from your first spot to here? Uh, no, no. So you got all brand new appliances to cook with? <clears throat> yeah. How was that, man? I mean, as a chef, you're probably like, this is amazing. This is a gold mine. You're yeah. just like, you're all fired up for like a new stovetop. It's great. Yeah. No, I mean, going into this project was definitely um, a different um, experience than the first one. The first one was very much like, whatever I can get my hands on, that's what we right. have. That's what we're using. This was, what do I want? And that's what I'm going to get. Is there anything that you won't make? Like outside of the stuff that you don't think people will buy into, like the escargot and stuff like that, is there anything that you personally won't make? Chicken cordon bleu. Yeah. <laughs> that thing with the chicken and the ham inside. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you could really dig deep on that, but as far in general, no. Yeah. I think I would do just about anything. Yeah. So you you just sit home and you think, what would be a cool dish for somebody to eat? Well, you, you know, first of all, there's inspiration comes from all. Sure. Types of different, whether I experience something at, you know, at a dinner or, you know, I'm researching something and I stumble upon something else or, yeah, or it's just a weird little, mm-hmm. little dream I had, like thinking about one thing and then all of a sudden it's going in a different direction. And does that work? Can we do that? Sure. Is there Agno Lodi that is like a pierogi? Um, and Yeah. And then, but there's also like um, the very like business end of it, like very much like utilizing what's on hand, sure. utilizing what's available. So yeah, right. Because you can find an amazing recipe, and you're like, there's no way I'm going to get this. Yeah, ingredient. Well, yeah, I don't feel like you know special ordering and flying yeah. stuff in just to do the thing that I really have right. to do right now. My you know, so there's yeah. There's some compromise, mm-hmm. certainly. Do, do you have a mentor, like a chef mentor, that you kind of like either work with or throw ideas off of, or you just try to like emulate in some ways? Because I know that there's people that, like him and I joke, because we're not, we're not on that level at all. And we just speak in Gordon Ramsay voice when we make eggs, because we're just like, I'm probably going to ruin this egg. <laughs> but like, yeah, so we just oh, send each other hot. videos. <laughs> yeah, pan hot at oil. But like, do you have anybody that you kind of look up to that's like a Michelin star chef or whatever, and you're like, this dude actually is kind of on the same wavelength with certain things, and I'm just going to kind of follow him to see if I can like work off of what he's already done? There's too many to even... Are there really? There's too many to even, yeah, to even start. So you're list. just rocking your own vibe. Absolutely. Okay. And, and I would say that I would put, you know, some, you know, chefs that are very, you know, well, everyone would know mm-hmm. uh, out there. Um, but I would also put some of my closest friends out there as well. Guys that I just pick up the phone, you know, and rap with about sure. what's going on with with this place, with other places, with food in general. And... I get just as much inspiration out of my friends that I speak with regularly mm-hmm. as I do 
the the guys I look up to. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you do like on Tuesday night or something? Make the dish for yourself and make sure it tastes like you envisioned, or do you just run with it because you're you know what you're doing? Well, I mean, I'm. I mean, we're always tasting. Yeah. So I I, I would say that I I've, I probably never sat down and actually ate whole dish that i've made <laughs> but i i know what it tastes like yeah so i certainly everyone that's eating my food i know what it what they're what they're eating but at the same time i probably i've never i don't think i've ever enjoyed one of my own <laughs> that's my own amazing things. this is such a cool business model though. like it i'm is. really i'm really glad that we connected because this is something truly unique that we haven't talked about before never i think it's going that way too i mean there's other places um you know, you know, as far as our city, I'm not quite sure about. Um, I know that there was, uh, like, a, a, there's a place called Bidwell on Allen that was doing prefix dinners um, and very successful doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're possibly moving to a different location. And then there's, there's, there's just a slew of other places. I mean, we've all kind of done this. Um, a lot of brilliant um, chefs locally um, you know, whether it's restaurants like Dapper Goose, um, Waxlight, uh, Marble and Rye, mm-hmm. um, Teuton. Um, Marble and Rye, don't even get me started, man. I love that place. Yeah. I mean, Dimmer's a, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's one of the guys that I would, you know, bring up in conversation. It's like, yeah. Just guys, you know, he's rapping about shit. Yeah, just right. savages. Yeah. We, we worked with them and, I mean, me and my wife still talk about when we went there, and that was years ago. And we're like, that. I mean, they're just they're amazing. Everything about them is amazing. And then they revamped, and I'm like, now we got to go back because they revamped. Yeah. yeah. And well, it, anytime I, you put your heart on on the on you know on the on table, a plate. yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 gonna show, and people are gonna follow. That. It says a lot to Buffalo too, because we like we took pizza, and then you have like Macy's place down the street, and they're just like, we're gonna do this. And they just flip the script. And then you have a place like this where it's like, yeah, it's a bar and a restaurant per se, mm-hmm. like maybe on paper, but it's not. Like we're going to flip the script a little bit and we're going to tailor it specifically in, into this corner and then let you experience it because we can almost guarantee you've never had this before. Mm-hmm. Or say you go on a trip to New York City and then you see something and you're like, I'm bringing it back. And that's one thing that the whole city is doing where it's like we can create this in Buffalo because it doesn't exist yet because we're so far behind. But it's a it's a massive benefit for us because it's like, dude, That's no one's true. doing this here. Yeah. You know, like nobody's making cocktails like this. But there are, but but again, there are a lots of, like everyone, uh, just because they're not maybe doing it on a, on like as their a regular main sure. business model, almost almost all of the restaurants in Buffalo um, that are like chef driven um, do some type of prefix events or dinners mm-hmm. that are scheduled and things like that um uh, uh my buddy uh, victor at la puertas he does that uh, pretty regular i mean that's a regular thing I, I don't think i've ever gone into his restaurant and ordered <laughs> it's just like you're good I, I don't have a choice yeah right <laughs> yeah. yeah which is which is that's how it's supposed to be yeah. so i'm cool with that i like that like you come here hungry you won't leave hungry who cares what you got like don't worry about a menu yeah. like we got you You'll yeah. enjoy it. like you're gonna enjoy it and you're gonna leave full yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, I haven't done it in a while because, you know, just life, but, uh, you know, just traveling around to, like, say, especially in New York, you know, in New York, there's just 
just gobs of information mm-hmm. to soak up. Um, and yeah, just like you said, pick and choose and you can bring back and it's, you know, and as far as, as far as I'm concerned, it's always, you know, my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I certainly never would even think about attempting what, to do what someone, anyone else is doing, whether it's here, there, sure. wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my, I have my niche. Mm-hmm. I roll with that. Yeah. So where can people find more information on you? Are you social media, website? Yeah. So website. Website's the best. Black Iron Bistro, bistro with the Y, dot com. And our Instagram is probably the most um, used. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook is whatever. It's tagged on. Um, but uh, I don't like it. Yeah. And it's just Black Iron Bistro on Instagram, too? Black Iron, yeah. 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 Black Iron Bistro. Black dot iron dot bistro. Yeah. I mean, if you search it, you'll yeah. find it. And your prices are consistent regardless of the menu, or does that change? That's right. No, no, no. It's always, it's always the same. It's okay. always $100 ahead. And, and all, all the details and stuff like that is everything is, is on the website. I mean, right down to talking about, um, you know, allergy, food allergies mm-hmm. and vegetarian, vegan. I do vegan dinners, I do vegetarian dinners. Um, I try to like, basically like I advertise that I do the, those on, um, special nights, um, just because it could be difficult to like accommodate like one table on a Saturday night of a full house of a completely different dinner. Mm-hmm. However, if, you know, it's a reasonable requ- I mean like Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'd be on, you know, if someone like hit me up, you know, on, you know, sent me an email or message, I would. 100% take care of them. I would make them their own vegetarian or vegan meal. Um, I will shower them with nut milk. <laughs> Perfect. Love that. If that's not an invitation, I don't know what is. Literally. <laughs> you will be taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, this is awesome. Do you have anything that we didn't talk about that you want to get out there? No. Um, I mean, I, I, I just, I can't, I'm very humbled by, uh, the support I've received up to this point. Um, and uh, I'm so very happy that, like, it's funny because I started this place to do something, like, basically on my own. Like, so this was to just, I was going to do something on my own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, just me cooking and bringing it out to people. And, um, you know, I do need a crew to help me a little bit. There's no servers here. There's no hosts. You know, you'll get me coming out and serving oh, wow. alongside with my bartender and my four my floor manager, wine curator. We don't really even have, I, I feel, I feel funny even giving these people, giving my, giving my people these, these, these names because they're more than that. Yeah. Right. And they're really, they're fantastic. And I think that anyone that has already been in this room, you know, will testify to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just come with open minds, hungry bellies, mm-hmm. big hearts. Love it. We got you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Go check them out. Check out their website. Really understand what's included because you're going to get an experience when you come in here down to every little aspect that you're experiencing. So check them out. And thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Thank you.
how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.